Welcome to Chapter 1 of Health System CIO's interview with Eric Pupo, CIO at Columbia University Medical Center. In this segment, we talk about the major initiative his team is embarking on to create a single EHR platform, how he has worked to build IT governance from the ground up, and what it takes to manage change and set expectations as the new CIO. Thanks again for joining us. I look forward to speaking with you about the work your team's doing at Columbia University Irving Medical Center. My pleasure. Happy to join. So I think the best way to get started is uh, with an overview, uh, just, just about the organization, where you're located. Most people will know that you're in New York City, but just kind of about the organization as a whole. Sure. So we are located uh, upper Manhattan. Columbia University Medical Center serves uh, the entire Manhattan community, and we are part of the New York Presbyterian Health System. We also work very closely as part of that system with uh, our sister institution, which is Weill Cornell, and uh, work closely with that academic institution as well. Okay. And then I know that there's a school of nursing and college of dental medicine, and then you also have teaching hospital affiliates? Yes. So we have our school of nursing, the dental school, our Melman School of Public Health, and then uh, what's called the College of Physicians and Surgeons. And as part of that, we have various departments that focus on various uh, specialty areas, cardiology uh, being one example, ophthalmology. We're very well known in several specialty areas. And uh, my role as CIO is to serve the entire uh, institution, as well as work with my colleagues across the New York Presbyterian system. And we have about 1,800 doctors as part of Columbia Doctors, and all of them work as part of a larger network uh, with uh, New York Presbyterian. So many of them will also work at the New York Presbyterian hospitals and various uh, uh, faculty practice sites that they have as well. Okay. And now as far as EPIC together, where Columbia Well and uh, New York Presbyterian are working together to create a single EHR platform, can you talk about where this project is right now? Sure. So right now we are going through much of the preparation work associated with a clinical adoption of EPIC, the various modules, the workflows associated with those modules, building out and approving many of the flow sheets that we needed to develop with them to walk them through how EPIC would work. And now we're at the phase where we're doing a lot of the technical preparation of our infrastructure. Um, a lot of that will involve inventorying, understanding our, our overall infrastructure, places we need to improve on. Uh, places where we need to perhaps do a little more to prep the department or clinical groups preparation for the EPIC uh, go-live date, which is uh, January 2020. So much of our work now in the IT department focuses on that, a lot of the preparatory work and getting uh, all of our various teams spread across the medical center campus ready. And we do that in coordination with Cornell and with uh, New York Presbyterian who are also doing similar tasks. Okay. So, so a lot of focus on training as well. Yes, a lot of focus on training. In fact, uh, it's probably one of the, the key areas we focus on now is the ability to build out much of the training program. Uh, we do a lot of town halls. We do a lot of individual training sessions across specialties. Okay. And with the town halls and things like that, I imagine that there are clinical leaders or clinical informatics leaders who are kind of taking the reins in some ways. Yes. Yes. Um, many of our clinicians are involved in clinical adoption work groups work very closely with a lot of the staff that are working on the ground to uh, implement EPIC. So we have a lot of dedicated resources, both on the clinical and technology side, and that includes a lot of our informaticists that may work on various aspects of data with many of the analytic programs that we need to do to get ready for EPIC, 
such as a joint analytics working group with developing a warehouse or some type of data lake structure that we can use across Epic. So that's an example of a lot of the programs that they're doing, and much of that work is still left to be, be done. Right. And I know that this is kind of like the million-dollar question, but I can imagine it, it is challenging to try to predict what workflows are going to be necessary. And it's not possible to predict it, but how is that something that you're approaching as far as wanting to make sure that this works the way at least the majority of users would like it to work? Sure. I mean, much of our focus with workflows is helping clinicians understand what they do now. Uh, how that will change yeah. the impact of an EHR on those workflows. So my role as CIO is, is not just to prep, but to message and yeah. to assist and to be very closely aligned to each of our, uh, we have 22 departments with those departments and, and what they want to do with Epic, and if necessary, to make necessary configuration changes and adjustments as needed. Right. So I, I would imagine part of that is managing expectations. Yes. A lot of uh, work on expectations, work on uh, just general communication. So there, there always has to be uh, input-output that's coming in where I'm listening to their concerns. They're listening to a lot of the messaging that we have as an organization to them to make right. sure that they are able to support the Epic project. Right. So, so maybe something like letting them know that there are going to be challenges, but with also not sounding too uh, doomsday so it doesn't become like this dreaded event. Yes. And there is always dread. It doesn't change. We, we expect, you know, there was a recent uh, New Yorker article on uh, EHRs by Dr. Gwandi that took a lot of people back and yeah. uh, there, there's some concerns and they read it. And I think a lot of our messaging to them was, look, you know, there's always going to be potential challenges in an epic project, something of this scale. We need to be prepared as an organization for best case scenario, worst case scenario, risk management. What do we need to do uh, for business continuity? for our revenue cycle uh, for clinical care to our patients to make sure all of that is moving forward as we expect. Right. Okay. And in terms of what the Columbia doctors, what the physicians are using now, is it kind of a hodgepodge or how does that work out right now? Yeah, it's a lot of hodgepodge. Yeah. So uh, what, what we do is we use Eclipsis, uh, we use all scripts. We have some uh, departments that have touched the EHRs that have uh, either been developed or uh, were purchased. And Cornell is in a unique case because they have Epic already. So we're leveraging already the work that they're doing. New York Presbyterian has a somewhat similar situation to us as they have acquired different hospitals. They have acquired their electronic health record infrastructures and thus uh, have been left with those to work on and improve. So all of us are pretty happy that we are moving to an integrated EHR but that involves moving across uh, multiple systems. We end up having about 170 interfaces we, in total that we have to work with, oh, wow. which is going to take us a lot of work, a lot of time to integrate overall. Yeah, sure. And you just touched on um, uh, well having implemented Epic, and that's been in place for, for quite a while there, right? Yes, yes. So uh, they, they've had that in place. They've built a lot of what they want to do out and uh, spent a lot of time and money on that. So we, we need to work with them very closely to make sure that we're in alignment on what they want to do as well. Right, and I would think that that could help also from the perspective of the users of having access to some expertise with that. Oh, yeah, yeah. We definitely uh, want to make sure that we are aligning as closely as possible with Cornell because with many of the workflows we're looking at, they've already implemented them, and we want to not impact them, but also look uh, what can we improve on that they've already done and make our uh, instantiation of uh, this joint electronic health record even better. Right. Do you anticipate doing site visits, things like that? 
Oh, yeah. We've already done a lot of that. So we've done a lot of site visits with uh, Cornell, with uh, Presbyterian, and then also with colleagues that we have at other academic medical centers and then uh, uh, just other institutions that have implemented EPIC. Okay. So you said that the aimed go live is January 2020. Yeah. And meanwhile, I can imagine that there are other priorities that you have to attend to. So um, what are some of the other um, initiatives or things that are on your plate right now? Uh, a lot of the initiatives that we have are focusing on specifically all of the infrastructure components, so making sure our network is, is up to date, all the machines that we have, desktops, laptops, various mobile devices are up to date and meeting EPIC standards. I also have other initiatives uh, I'm implementing related to the uh, use of the cloud, so cloud uh, services, cloud native applications for analytics broader analytic strategy for the both the joint institutional level and then also uh, for us at, at Columbia and what we want to do with data that's uh, stored and generated as part of EPIC. Right. And then a lot of what I'm trying to do is build out much of uh, what I feel we needed as a governance uh, overall structure for the organization to keep us moving forward. So really, it sounds like doing all the things and having the things in place that, that need to be there for this really big implementation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of work on that. And what about from a governance standpoint? What, what, is, what are some of the, uh, the priorities there or what you're looking to do? Well, from our governance, what we're really looking to try to do is try to build first just uh, a basic level of IT governance. We have not necessarily had that to the degree that, that I would want. Um, right. So doing that, spending a lot of time building up as part of that IT governance in various areas that we want to focus on as part of our strategic priorities. So cloud, some rationalization of our IT infrastructure, our assets that we have out there. I've really focused on customer experience because a project like Epic is going to cause some people to be happy and then some people to not be happy. And we want to have channels available to IT to answer questions, make improvements, do whatever we need to do to, to keep our customers here at the medical center happy. We also are focusing, as I mentioned, with analytics on business intelligence overall, and that's a, a key component that we are, are looking at both from the strategic and operating model level, uh, but also making decisions on how we're going to implement analytics as a platform and as a service overall for the, the entire campus to use. Right. And you've been in this current role since the summertime, right? About July? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And so coming in, um, I'm sure that it was pretty clear that you know, this is where the organization was going. How much of this impacted your decision to take the role, especially you know, knowing that a lot of governance needed to be set up? I recognized right away you know, this is going to be a challenge. So it really wasn't a, a major concern for me uh, so much. A lot of my concerns just related to how well the organization would adapt and want to take on change. And I've uh, really seen that as being uh, something that has certainly been positive for me and seen a lot of positive feedback from people on changes that we're making in IT, what we feel will be very positive changes overall for the organization uh, as we move forward. Uh, so a lot of that's been good. And now we have to follow through on that and actually implement that. Right. Do you think that in some ways it's an advantage have, being new to the organization? Um, yes. I think that it definitely will help us. Mm -hmm. um, being new to the organization, everybody's been receptive to me being a driver of change, right. and that's been good. Um, I think uh, for me, what I've tried to do also uh, is get infrastructure discussion on information technology at the forefront 
of what we're doing as an organization. So, you know, I equate IT to a lot of the infrastructure that we manage physically. So we manage physically a hospital, we have a lot of machines, we have a lot of facility infrastructure, uh, the power, everything that goes into running a hospital day to day, I've tried to position technology as being a key component of that. Every day we have to turn everything on, uh, whether it's computers, data storage, the network, and make sure it runs not at even at a 99.9%, but at excitation is 100%, everything works, everything runs all the time. So that, very, very importantly for the institution, has been something that they have been very receptive to, which is we get it. We understand that um, we want to position IT as a major component of what we do, and uh, that's where the reception has been very, very good. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.